Welcome into the 3D Dynasty Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network, brought to you by our Patreon. Score exclusive perks and content available only to our Patreons at sportsgamblingpodcast.com backslash Patreon. Welcome in, and uh, yeah, I'm waiting for Brad to update that intro video so I can get I was new, just thinking the text. A new video that's got me with my actual haircut. Like, this is typically what I look like, not Wolfman, like I look like. And so those listening in, um, uh, thank you for being here if this is your first time. And uh, if you're only on uh, listening to us on the podcast, then uh, check out the YouTube, and you can see me with a terrible haircut. I'm looking like uh, Teen Wolf over there, which uh, uh, ironically was Wolfie was my name at the restaurant and back in college. Uh, so, uh, yeah, we're going to do a draft strategy episode. We just did one last night and it's out on our YouTube channel. Um, it'll be on uh, a podcast form here soon. Talking about different strategies, um, attacking the draft in different ways. Useful tool is mock drafts and we'll tell you every single episode to go and do mock drafts. I mean, you just, there's really nothing that you should be doing without any type of practice. And that's all that this is. And especially if you're playing with some money on the line, or even if you're playing with just pride on the line with your buddies, once, if you goof up your draft, you're setting your franchise back dynasty redraft, best ball, whatever. But in dynasty, it really can hurt you for years. If you screw up the draft, and so we want to talk about different strategies. There's not just one way to do it. Um, there's a lot of ways to do it. And we're going to talk about a couple of those tonight. Late quarterback versus early quarterback in a one quarterback format. Brad, anything to add to that before we get to it? No, I'm ready to get rolling. All right. Well, we like to get straight to the topic around here. So let's talk about your, you picked before I did. Brad's at the five spot or six spot. I'm from the seven spot. Brad, your first six picks, you had CeeDee Lamb, Josh Jacobs, Kyle Pitts, DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, Rashad White. Brad went with the early tight end and late quarterback strategy. Brad, how do you feel about those first six picks? I love it. So the first five were pretty easy for me. The sixth one I struggled a little bit around, uh, and we'll get to that here in a second, but you know, Dave and I have talked a lot around dynasty leagues and how you do your builds. And we both agree that the stud wide receivers are really what you start to build your team around. And CD Lamb is that dude for me sitting here looking at him, AJ Brown, Garrett Wilson, Jalen Waddle. You got a couple options. I just love the skill set that CD Lamb has, the security in that offense with Dak Prescott. 
and he is the alpha, and that's never going to change, and I really like that. That's why I went with him at the 106. I turned around. We saw, uh, you know, a pretty standard split between quarterback or between uh, running back and wide receivers in between my first and second pick, so I went with a high-volume guy in Josh Jacobs in the second round. He's going to get a ton of carries. He's going to get a ton of passing work. And he's still a relatively young guy who he's 25 years old looking at hopefully getting a pretty decent sized contract for either the Las Vegas Raiders after this year or another team in free agency. So then the third round, I decided to pivot just a little bit than what I normally do. I typically don't go with the early tight end, but because we're going late round quarterback, I do think getting a difference maker at the tight end position is a little bit better, uh, gives your odds a little bit higher of a success rate in the league in general. I just think that that positional advantage, getting that high t- high end tight end, especially in a dynasty format, can go a long way in supporting your team and driving it throughout the season. So I went with Kyle Pitts as the second tight end off the board over Mark Andrews. Uh, Obviously, if this is tight end premium, these guys are probably coming off a little bit earlier than that. Uh, I did contemplate Mark Andrews here, obviously, but I just have a little bit of reservations. I'm not out on Mark Andrews, but a little bit of reservations just with the amount of playmakers on that team. If you think Odell Beckham is going to come back and be healthy and be good, if you think Rashad Bateman can take the next step, if you think Zay Flowers is a first-round wide receiver is going to be the guy, then you also have Andrews and the running game of Lamar Jackson, J.K. Dobbins. I just don't know that the top, two or three upside that we've come to know and love with Mark Andrews is necessarily going to be there moving forward. So I went with Kyle Pitts ahead of that. Going into the fourth round, again, I wanted to look at the running back position. I wasn't a huge fan of kind of the the, the wide receiver grouping here, looking at guys like Quentin Johnston and Christian Watson, uh, Terry McLaurin. Drake London would have been my pick here. If I did not go Kyle Pitts, but I didn't want to end up with two guys uh, on Atlanta's squad, not knowing what that quarterback position was going to look like in the future. Uh, fifth round, I went with DJ Moore, wide receiver for the Chicago Bears. Uh, just the alpha in that offense. They did just pay Cole Komet a pretty good, sizable contract, which makes me feel really good about his uh, off- his uh, role in the offense. But they, they traded for DJ Moore, and they traded a lot. DJ Moore. So being able to turn around and and get the alpha for a guy like Justin Fields and the Chicago Bears, I think can be very valuable. And then the sixth round, again, I wanted to go wide receiver here, but I I just found myself in this grouping of the 30 to 32-year-old wide receivers, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper. You got some older guys there that I was looking at. So I ended up going with Rashad White, another guy that I think is going to get a ton of volume at least this season. And you can use him and move him in season if things don't work out. But I think he's going to get that passing work. I think he's going to get that rushing work. And I think it's a great value in the sixth round. Yeah, so I'll I'll poke some holes in this and just uh, and say I'm the viewer and asking questions. So um, Josh Jacobs, are you concerned with the contract situation, potential holdout this year? That's a pretty high pick on someone that could possibly, um, hold out when you could have got a Jameer Gibbs, a Travis Etienne, uh, Ramondre Stevenson, Tony Pollard. 
Yeah, I'm not concerned of a holdout. Now, long-term contract, I can definitely understand. I definitely uh, think about those kinds of things, especially in a dynasty league, because contracts definitely play a part. However, these guys get paid when they perform. They get contracts when they perform. And Josh Jacobs is going to have another season similar from a volume perspective, maybe not efficiency standards, but from a volume perspective as he did last year. And I think that's going to lead to him really coming into a pretty solid contract as long as he's not trying to get $20 million a year or something crazy like that, right? If he can get top five running back money, I really believe that that is worth what Josh Jacobs brings to the table. And I'm willing to take the shot on that because I think this year at a minimum is going to be pretty, pretty damn solid. And, uh, and you said Kyle Pitts is a top tier tight end. Is he? I do think he still is. I Look, he was hurt in the back half of the season last year. He didn't finish, uh, which, you know, all the Drake London guys are going to say, oh, my God, Drake London was so great in the last four games with Desmond Ritter uh, without Kyle Pitts. Now, I'm not saying that they both can't coexist, but this dude is an athletic freak. He is going – they spent an entirely too high of a draft pick to not center this offense around him and Drake London. So I think he's he meets all the wickets. 100 targets, market. He's a top target on his team, market. He's going to get huge amounts of air yards, market. This dude is poised for a true breakout tight end season. And if he doesn't get it now, it's still the tight end position. He is still crazy young for a tight end in the NFL. So just give him some time. But I think this year is the year for Kyle Pitts. And then we're going to need to know uh, a d- definition for wickets, um, country of origin, and um, can you use it in another sentence? I'm just kidding. <laughs> All right. Um, Brad? Hey, before we move on, you mentioned it a little bit earlier. We talked about Patreon. And if you want to help us out here, you like what you're seeing, you like what you get from the SGP network, you've got to do your part in the war against corporate gambling and sign up for our Patreon. There's a ton of exclusive content, contests, and merchandise just for our patrons. Plus a monthly SGP Stories podcast and an ad-free, uncensored show that highlights the best stories from decades of being degenerates. There is even a Discord channel that is just for our patrons. So the Sports Gambling Podcast Patreon is a great way to score exclusive perks, perks as well as support us here at SGPN. So go to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Again, that's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Patreon. Make sure you do that. I love so, um, I started off with uh, A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts stack. And so I took A.J. Brown first. Uh, I thought about even making making you get another good reaction and taking Garrett Wilson over A.J. Brown here. Um, side note, um, Aaron Rodgers took a $35 million pay cut, and he's going to be with the, the Jets for two years. That's good for Garrett Wilson's stock. Gives the Jets a couple years to figure out a backup plan for Rodgers if he does leave. So uh, I got A.J. Brown, Jalen Hurts. Then I took Ramondre Stevenson. Um, had a couple other options on the board there. Tony Pollard, Najee Harris, Ken Walker. I took Stevenson, and uh, obviously Dalvin Cook signing could rain a little bit on that parade, but I like Stevenson. I like the fact that he is a – he's got the three-down skill set you're looking at, and last year he was quietly somewhat of a workhorse getting about 17 carries a game and being a top-10 back 
And I think the Bill O'Brien addition is really going to help that offense. Not only are they going to just like possibly know what they're doing a little bit more um, uh, with defensive coaches running the offense, but I think a faster paced offense, more no huddle, more uh, more uh, flexibility for Mac Jones to be able to pass the ball. And Ramondre Stevenson in the passing game is a huge weapon on a team that really doesn't have a whole lot of pass catchers. Um, they got a whole lot of guys that are mid. And Ramondre Stevenson is a great pass. He's a ba- great pass catcher. So um, next picks, Jerry Judy. I know this is a, a very uh, polarizing pick. Some people are, are still high on Judy. Some people are out. Um, I'm still in. Um, I feel like there's just been such bad quarterback play. Like it's just been a, a debacle over there with Judy. I mean, he started playing really well. Then got a high ankle sprain. Then the quarterback got hurt, which was a bad. You know, it was Teddy Bridgewater. That was the best quarterback that he's had. Then he had a Drew Lock for a little while, and his catchable targets were awful. And then okay, now we bring in Nathaniel Hackett, and it's just it's just a disaster over there. Um, Tim Patrick got hurt. The left tackle got hurt. Javante got hurt. Melvin Gordon got cut. I mean, it's just, they've been a mess. But Sean Payton's come over there, and I really feel like that this offseason they've done a nice job of cleaning things up and moving in the right direction. And we saw Jerry Judy last year, 15.5 points PPR, the last six games of the year. Uh, I think we're going to see more of that from Judy this year. And he's a young player, first-round draft capital. And if he were to get moved on, that's fine. He's a great player, and if he's in a better situation, that's going to be even better. I'm going to take him as my second receiver. Damian Pierce, Chris Godwin. Chris Godwin's a little bit older, and he's in a, a situation with not, not the best quarterback. But I remember Jarvis Landry being just perfectly fine with Baker Mayfield. Odell Beckham had some issues. Mike Evans, I got some concerns. But Chris Godwin, I think with Baker Mayfield, he's going to see about 115 targets. He's going to be a safe PPR play as my third receiver, and hopefully they fix that situation. Maybe Drake May, Caleb Williams, or Michael Penix, or one of these other quarterbacks is there next year. So, Brad, any other thoughts about the top six picks here, whether it's the positions or our picks? No, I like the mix that you found going with that early quarterback. You got a decent mix of wide receivers and running backs early on. I guess my big question to you is, doing the early quarterback, how do you decide? Because you clearly kind of, to me, you prioritize the wide receiver position here. And, it, you know, anytime Damian Pierce is my RB2, I start to worry a little bit from a build perspective. But when you go early QB, how did you decide, do I want to load up on the running backs or do I want to load up on the wide receivers? I felt like I could get better running backs later on, um, and I did. Uh, I could see a, a, a world where Khalil Herbert or David Montgomery is my, my running back too. Um, I feel like that they're – very close to Damian Pierce, but I felt like getting, um, you know, Gabriel Davis or Elijah Moore or Rashad Bateman was not going to be close to getting Chris Godwin or Mari Cooper. So um, that's how I paired it up, um, you know, and to a point that, you know, we, we did this where you went early, um, you know, early tight end, late quarterback, and I went late tight end, early quarterback. And, you know, in your super flex leagues, it's virtually impossible to go early quarterback Get, get an early running back and get an early tight end. You're going to like, you're either going to neglect the receiver or the running back. And so in one quarterback, I feel like it's very easy to get an early tight end and get a late, you know, go with the late quarterback and be perfectly fine, you know, and then it's very difficult. Like if I were to take 
Um, let's say I were to go Mark Andrews instead of Judy there. I'm looking at, you know, Chris Godwin as my second, you know, it just can get pretty ugly there. I feel like the difference between Ingram and Andrews, um, I'll point out that the tight ends was interesting for me. I thought it was very interesting to see a two round dip between Kelsey and Pitts and a three round dip between Andrews and, and Hawkinson, but Hawkinson and Andrews were extremely good values here. And in a draft where there's not bots, I think that they go a little bit higher, but in, yep. there is situations where this happens and I feel like they're the really good value. And then I like the mid round quarterbacks like Trevor Lawrence in the, in the you know, fifth round is that's a, that's a really good value where you don't go early, but you can still get a mid round quarterback. that has got a lot of upside. Yeah. I mean, how many times did I say while we were going through the mock draft, like, man, I wish I wasn't doing late quarterback because I'd take a quarterback here, right? When you get into those sixth, seventh, eighth round and you start to hit that dead zone, if there's not a player you like, you can really get in a one quarterback league, a solid player uh, that can be the starting quarterback for your squad for quite a few years. So. Yeah, and I want to talk to you guys about an exciting deal we got with our, our friends over at Underdog. So Underdog Fantasy, you've seen you've seen all of our shows. We talk about Underdog Fantasy. We play Underdog Fantasy. Um, we're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. And the NFL season is right around the corner, and Underdog Pick'em is a great way to get down on a ton of player props, and it's available in a ton of markets. Plus, plenty of opportunities to win right now with daily MLB contests. Of course, make, make sure to play the Best Ball Mania for when the first you know, first place gets $1 million. Uh, Bernie's already got a hundred drafts in um, head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for a hundred percent deposit bonus up to a hundred dollars. That's underdogfantasy.com promo code SGPN. Yeah. Underdog fantasy. I mean, if it's legal in your state, if it's, you got to play it, it's a ton of fun and you can do it with your buddies, your league mates while you're waiting for the NFL season to kick off. Let's talk about Brad's next six picks. Brad had Deontay Johnson, Kendra Miller, Elijah Moore, Tank Bigsby, Daniel Jones and John Mechie. Let's talk about it. Opportunity, opportunity, opportunity. I've talked about mid how important the mid-round draft picks are in your draft. Obviously, you got to hit on the early rounds. You have to. But the difference is where you can get the value in the middle rounds. So you always look for opportunity, and that's where I'm at here. Deontay Johnson, a guy who is just a target hog in an offense that really didn't add a whole lot. Yeah, they brought in Allen Robinson. Does he really scare anybody at his age and what his performance has been the last year and a half? Not really. So I think Deontay Johnson continues to just be a target hog in that offense with Matt Canada, even though I, you know, I'm skeptical about the offensive play calling, but I love the opportunity that he gets. Same thing with Kendra Miller. The opportunity to be the starting running back for the New Orleans Saints next year. Alvin Kamara possibly suspended or out of town. Jamal Williams possibly out of town. And Kendra Miller in that third round at draft capital for New Orleans could find himself as the starting running back looking at next year. So the opportunity is there. Elijah Moore getting traded to the Cleveland Browns for a very high second round draft pick. All the reports talk about the opportunity he's getting with Deshaun Watson right now and the chemistry that they're building. Now, next year is what I'm really looking at because is Amari Cooper still there after next year with that big cap hit? Maybe, 
Maybe not. If he's gone, Elijah Moore gets to step into that true alpha role and be able to get even more targets in the Cleveland Browns pass-heavy offense that they are projecting right now. Next up, Tank Bigsby in the 10th round. Another guy that I'm thinking really is going to get some early opportunity to carry first, second down type of work to keep the workload down for Travis Etienne. Doug Peterson, we've talked about this in prior shows. He always likes to have two running backs. He used two running backs last year, right? We just didn't really see any real consistency between Jamichael Hasty or anything like that. So now that they spent a little bit of draft capital on one of the better pure runners in this rookie draft class, I think he's going to step into that opportunity. And we all know that Travis Etienne has a little bit of health issues, So could he find himself with the opportunity to be the bell cow for a few games? And I'm getting that in the 10th round. I'm perfectly fine with that. Then I finally caved. 13 quarterbacks came off the board. I said, Dave, is that enough for me to go my late quote unquote quarterback? He said, yeah, he gave me the green light. So I went with Daniel Jones and this is an absolute, in my opinion, smash play for the late quarterback type approach when you get a guy this late outside the top 12 that can also give you pretty significant rushing upside over 800 yards rushing last year now do I expect him to have 800 again and them to just run him not necessarily but he's got the legs he's got the upside to give you a pretty decent floor from week to week because of that so I love that pick and then rounding it out with I will have this guy on more teams than most, whether it be dynasty startups or redraft leagues, and that's John Mechie, wide receiver for the Houston Texans. Today, July the 26th, 2023, he was cleared and is active practicing with the Houston Texans. He is a full go. So this is exciting to me. This guy is going to likely be the top target getter on that team behind guys like, you know, playing with, not behind guys, but playing with guys like Nico Collins, who Dave's going to talk about. Playing with 31-year-old, 32-year-old Robert Woods, Dalton Schultz, who isn't really a deep threat. So he's going to get some opportunity to be the guy. Do I think he is 100% going to be? No, but I think in the 12th round, you got to take that shot on the opportunity that John Mechie has with Houston Texans. Yeah, and was it intentional? It looks like you went, uh, you know, receiver, running back, receiver, running back, or running back, receiver, um, <laughs> yeah. to get that balance um, and not, you know, double dip or double tap certain positions. It was definitely not intentional, no. <laughs> and so I'll go with my next six picks. I had uh, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Evan Ingram, uh, actually, did I miss one? I missed Amari Cooper. So Amari Cooper, David Montgomery, Khalil Herbert, Evan Ingram, Jaden Reed, um, and then uh, Alan Lazard. And so, um, you know, I, I was able to get uh, Jalen Hurts and A.J. Brown earlier as, you know, and Ramondre, Ramondre Stevenson, Jerry Judy. Um, but with Damian Pierce, I feel like I needed to get some more support. Um, part of it because we don't know what his future is going to be. But the other part of this is, um, you know, we don't know what this year is going to be with Devin Singletary. Um, I do think, you know, he is going to have a role and more of a, not a workhorse role, but he's going to be the leader in that backfield. I don't think Singletary is going to take over his, his, his role. Um, 
But that being said, I had to get some security. Dave Montgomery and Khalil Herbert there, both guys who are projected to be the starting running backs for their teams. I know Jameer Gibbs is there, but Dave Montgomery is going to be the early down guy and the goal line guy, which was a pretty significant role last year with the Detroit Lions. Evan Ingram, I was sweating bullets waiting for that one to fall. Evan Ingram there. I, I wanted to take um, Darren Waller a couple rounds earlier. I waited. I got Ingram. He's young as far as a tight end, and he also just signed a massive contract. Tied with Trevor Lawrence in a great offense with a, with a, a head coach that utilized tight end position very well. He really broke out last season, and um, I know Calvin Ridley's there. Expect a little bit of regression, but I still think one of the top tight ends and where I got him as a late tight end was really good value, in my opinion. Um, and then the, the next picks, Jaden Reed and Alan Lazard. Um, Alan Lazard, last time he was tagged up with Nathaniel Hackett and Aaron Rodgers, had eight touchdowns. Um, and this guy played really well when he was healthy. I know he had to have an abdominal surgery, a sports hernia, but this guy played well when he's healthy, and he's going to be on the field. Corey Davis is a potential cut candidate. They have Garrett Wilson. And they brought over Alan Lazard and gave him a pretty substantial contract even before Aaron Rodgers was traded. So, um, and we talked last episode, I think Jaden Reed could easily be the number two in the offense for the Green Bay Packers. Yep, I love it. So I, I guess as your roster starts to come together, I have a question. In And this is this is relevant to any team, obviously, I realize, but it jumps out to me on yours. In two years... Are you concerned with this roster? Um, in two years, I feel like there there is some concerns, but you have two years of draft picks to figure it out. So, um, you know, you look at A.J. Brown. I think in two years, he's still going to hold value. Yep. Jerry Judy in two years is going to hold value. Chris Godwin in two years hold value. Jalen Hurts. You think 30-year-old Chris Godwin still has good value? Yeah. I mean, okay. as far as, you know, is he going to be a startable player? I'm looking at him, you know, similar to the way Keenan Allen plays. And you're looking at a guy okay. that's playing at high level 32. Yep. Um, this is not an outside jump ball, you know, receiver like uh, Julio Mike Jones Williams or something like that. Or, yep. Um, Amari Cooper. Yeah, in two years he's going to be out. I got Jaden Reed there. I got Nico Collins. But I'm also going to have some draft picks to – uh Try to okay. stir that up, but uh, Cooper's my fourth receiver. Yep. All right, cool. Uh, so we ready to wrap up the last four of each? Let's do it. All right, so my final four, I went with Jordan Love, uh, quarterback for the Green Bay Packers. Look, late-round quarterback, you need to add somebody in there. I I felt like I was – I'm willing to take a little bit of risk here, right? I got Daniel Jones. I'm okay with that. It's a one quarterback league. So where is there some upside here? Is there upside with Kirk Cousins? Maybe this year, maybe next year, but he's 34 years old. Where is it going to start to die down? Geno Smith, 31 years old. Russell Wilson, 34. Trey Lance doesn't even have a job right now. Like, where do where are you willing to take the risk? And I think Jordan Love is that appropriate level for me in this kind of strategy. I've got my starting quarterback. Now let's see if I can get somebody that's going to add some value I might be able to use in a trade package later on to upgrade at another position. And some people love Jordan Love. Others don't love Jordan Love. So how do you how do you evaluate him? But that's kind of my thought process behind why I went with him instead of some of these other quarterbacks. I want to take somebody who's got some high upside, understanding there's also a pretty low floor. 
then I, Michael Gallup. Look, people. I think people are sleeping on Michael Gallup. I, I understand the Dallas Cowboys added Brandon Cooks, but they lost Dalton Schultz. So the the volume that Dalton Schultz was getting, uh, I, I think, can be dispersed. Michael Gallup coming back from that ACL last year, he's still the number two on this team. And now he's a year removed from the ACL. They gave him a sub, pretty substantial contract coming off of the ACL. They were confident in his abilities. They were confident he was going to come back. So I think this is a prove it. Like, hey, Mike, we need to see this from you this year. We're going to give you the opportunity. Let's see what you can make of it. And I think he's a nice late round steal uh, in this type of format. Then I went Irv Smith, a little bit of depth at the tight end position. Again, hey, who is a high upside player here? I got Kyle Pitts. I'm not really concerned at the tight end position for longevity. So what is a pick here that I think may peak in value at some point? A la Hayden Hurst last year. Hayden Hurst was worth nothing going into the draft last year for the Cincinnati Bengals. Mid-year, you could package him and move up into a higher player. Now, you're not getting any significant value out of him individually, but when you package him with something, you could really make a nice move. And I think Irv Smith has the capability of doing that. Yeah, I think this dude's only, what, 23, 24 years old. He's still super young for a tight end. And he's now one of the highest powered offenses in the NFL. So I think that opportunity is going to be there. And then my final pick was DJ Shark, wide receiver for the Carolina Panthers. The wide receiver won for the Carolina Panthers. People forget his sophomore season was massive. And then he got hurt. And then it moved on, and he's been on around the, around the league a little bit. He looked really good for the Detroit Lions last year. He looked like he was close to his form in his sophomore season. So now does he get the opportunity in Carolina with new rookie quarterback Bryce Young and really not a lot around him to challenge him? They've got Hayden Hurst. They've got Adam Thielen. They, they added uh, uh, Jonathan Mingo. So there's nothing really there that scares me to take the athleticism and the deep ball ability that DJ Shark brings to the field. And again, it's a 16th round draft pick. Is Evan Hall going to do me any good here? Is Cordero Patterson doing me any good here? Sean, like those guys may not even see the field this year or even next year or ever. DJ Shark is the, is the number one going into the season. And I think that value is, is pretty awesome right there. Yeah, and I know your startups are probably going to have about an, uh, another 10 rounds, um, 8 yep. to 10 rounds, but this is where we made the cutoff um, for time's sake, trying to keep these episodes closer to 30 minutes. And so, um, you know, for me, I, I went and got the second quarterback. forgot to do that in the last episode. Uh, so I went and got second quarterback, and I took golf over my guy Gino or, or Cousins, who I really, really like both, just because of the age. I mean, he's younger. Um it doesn't mean golf couldn't be moved on from. Maybe golf gets moved on from next year for Henry Hooker if they think he's not playing uh, up to the the ta- up to his cost. But I mean, he's been playing pretty well. I feel like he has the locker room and the coaching staff, and he would have to really fall on his face this year for that to happen, in my opinion. Um, Henry Hooker obviously is there, but they didn't have a high enough draft pick on him that I'm concerned. Nico Collins, really just an upside pick. He's on he's on a last year of his contract. Um, we don't know who the alpha is or who the number one is over there. It could be Collins at some point. And um, we're obviously going to see, um, you could see him move on next year to a new team. Then it took Ford. Uh, we don't know who the second uh, running back is, but uh, the, the second running back in the Cleveland Browns, if it is him, 
it's a valuable piece in the 15th round. That is a, a steal. Um, and Nick Chubb's not going to get all the work. He's going to get a lot of it. But he's not going to get all the work. And if Ford gets a spot here on this offense, it's going to be very explosive this year. Potentially, it's a role in the future. 15th round, I feel like that was really good value. And then Higby, that was really good value, especially in a PPR format. Um, as far as as far as the draft, I feel like it was good. Um, I, I don't love it, um, but I feel like it was good. I just don't like going early quarterback at all in a, a one-quarterback format. Yeah, I was definitely comfortable with the late quarterback because I've been doing it for a long time. So I, it was more my element not needing to go early. But we talked. Hey, yesterday, the podcast or the YouTube, if, if you go check it out, what we did with early or, you know, hero or zero RB, I did the early quarterback. And Dave, you got to the luxury of doing the late round quarterback in that one. So, um, but hey, what what team, you know, let's let's kick you to the front. I did the front end of the draft uh, in the last episode. What's what's a team in the front end of the draft that you like and why? Yeah, um, I, I I think uh, team four is interesting. Um, you know, you're looking at some, you know, young and a, a older, you know, stud. You got PPR upside. Then you got Har- Herbert and, and Hawkinson. Um, I feel like they pulled it off, though. I know it's some older receivers and have received, you know, receiver concerns later on. Um, but Jordan Addison, Keenan Allen, DeAndre Hopkins, that's a pretty good solid uh, starting three. Gibbs and McCaffrey. Hawkinson, Herbert, um, then you got Chigakonkwo, Marvin Mims, Juju Smith-Schuster, like a mix of youth and starters. But I feel like this team could could really smash year one, and they're not going to fall apart because of some of the youth. I, I'm telling you what, team two, you talk about hero RB. They, they It's close to zero RB in that one, but they've got a hell of a roster around it. Dallas Goddard at the tight end position, who I think can be a top five tight end. You got Joe Burrow, top five quarterback. Then you've got a wide receiver core to to worry about for many years to come with Jamar Chase, Javonta, Devonta Smith, and uh, Drake London. And if Traylon Burks can manage to develop and learn behind DeAndre Hopkins, that can be huge. And then J.K. Dobbins is kind of the one running back that they have and a conglomerate of other guys. And really, Samaje Piran is a sneaky second running back for for that team. So I really like the team two build here from a dynasty perspective. It may not be a win this year, but you get one more running back going into next year. That is going to be one hell of a team to compete with. What do you think about the second half? The second half of the of the board. Yeah. So there's there's really two comments I have for the second half. Team eleven, I, I'm worried about. So so this is to me, this is not a strategy you should do in dynasty. I get it. You're trying to win right now, but the team is so old or so, I don't know what the appropriate term is to use there. So I'm going to say old that you may be in really bad shape. And I mean, really bad shape next year. You're looking at what Travis Kelsey over the age of 30, Austin Eckler on the back end, Devonte Adams, age 30, Derek Henry, almost 30, Aaron Jones, 28, uh, Alvin Kamara, 27, going on 28. Mike Evans, 29. You look at this team next year, none of those guys probably carry that draft capital. So every player, they almost every player that you drafted through the first eight rounds, with the exception of Zay Flowers, is likely going to lose value next season. 
I would not suggest that. I get it. You're trying to win right now, and maybe you do with this squad, but I, I worry a little bit about Team 11 in that regards from a longevity perspective. I like Team 12, uh, but we're going to get out of here. And uh, uh, as always, um, good luck this season. And uh, please, uh, you know, hit that subscriber button. And uh, good luck this season. Cheers.